0: Hey, hey, it's Andy Yannis and you're listening to a new series called PSJ in 10, where it's not exactly Potsdamajamas. I am not with my co-host, Dayon Dunlap, but it is sort of a recap of what came in during the week as that I'm recording this. It is Monday, August 29th. Three, two, one. Hey hey, it's Andy Honas, and you're listening to a new series here on Clarity City Control Room called PSJ and Ten, where it's not exactly pot slime jam. As you can see, I'm missing my co-host, Daeon Dunlap. But on Monday, August 29th, that I am recording this, Dana Horrison gave his first official press conference ahead of the season opener against UTSA, which will take place on September 3 in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio at 2:30 p.m. CBS Sports Network. Uh, Now, as a part of the first press conference of the season, Dana Horson gave a lot of updates, including on that actual atmosphere itself that will be in San Antonio, where they expect north of 40,000 people to jam-packed into the Alamo Dome. A lot of anticipation for both programs, as UTSA, similar to Houston, finished with a 12-2 record in 2021, are returning a lot of the starters and are expecting big things in their final year in Conference USA. Check out what head coach Dana Horson had to say about the upcoming match.
1: It's it's uh, it's challenging. Uh, it's challenging. You know, uh, we we know the crowd is going to be loud. You know that that dome is loud. I've I've coached a few games in that in that thing, and it doesn't have to be sold out to be loud. Which it probably will be sold out. I mean, I'm expecting a, a sold out crowd, a heck of a crowd. Hopefully, we got a bunch of Houston people that are going to make the drive over there and, and help us out as well. But regardless. Uh, It'll be loud, so we've had a lot of practices in our indoor with our sound system on full blast. You know, so we'll be able to handle that fine. We got a veteran quarterback and experienced center, and uh, we're we're good with that aspect of it. Uh, you know, but they just they got they got a lot of good players and they got a really good football team. You know, twelve and two, one, one conference USA. So and they got everybody back, being there. You know, and, you know it, their, their quarterback's a good player. Their receivers are dangerous. You know, they lost a really good back, but they got a really good back coming in from Arkansas. They got four starting offensive linemen back. So it's gonna be challenging. It'll be, a, it'll, be a, it'll be a huge test. Um You know, we're 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 excited about playing. We're excited about competing. But uh, we know that this is not gonna be an easy game.
0: Quarterback Clayton Toon for Houston is entering his fifth and final season under the Cougars. He is going to be looking to build on the great successful 2021 season he had where he finished with 30 passing touchdowns and only 10 interceptions where he was able to shake off the uh, tumultuous first start of the game in 2021 against Texas Tech in which he threw four interceptions including a costly pick six that ended up tying the game and really gave all the momentum to the Red Raiders. Uh, with that in the rearview mirror, Houston is expecting great things, not only from the quarterback, front, from the offensive line that is going to be tasked with protecting him. Uh, one of the key figures in that online is center Jack Freeman, who after taking a year in which he has to take a step back and, and allowed Cody Russey to kind of take charge in 2021, Dana Horson is high on Freeman and is excited to see the growth that he has seen from him during training camp, both uh, on the field and as a person.
1: I've uh, been very happy with Jack. That was probably the biggest question, mark. you You lose Cody Rusey, who's the Patriots like him quite a bit. You know there's a reason why the Patriots like him because he's a good football player and he he held it together. Uh, I've mentioned this before, but the first two years we had twenty different starting lineups and twenty games or whatever it was. and then, You know, last year the continuity was really good. We had 14 games and 14, uh, the same starting lineup for all 14 games. You know, Cody held that together. Pat Paul, Cam Johnson coming back, I consider Cam a starter. He played, you know, he played the majority of the snaps at left guard. Tank Jenkins, (coughs) starter at at right guard. And then we, uh, still an ongoing battle at right tackle. Um, You know, but Jack has really solidified that offensive line. You know, I'm proud of him. He 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 really grew up. Uh, <clears throat> it's just so hard for linemen to play early, especially at center when you have so much on you. He just wasn't ready to play. I think he knows that, you know, and <clears throat> didn't know any better. You know, I think he did his best, but you know, just you know, just just wasn't ready. But we just forced them to be ready. We had to have him ready. Uh, and being able to just sit back and learn from a guy like Cody Russi and Jack would be the first to tell you. You know that Cody was the best thing that happened to him <clears throat> just by being able to, to you know pause it a little bit and see how it's supposed to be you know Cody's a professional the way he, uh, the way he attacked every week every game um, he was a, was a true one year professional that, that, that we were fortunate to get last year and that, that really that let Jack kind of just sit back and say okay now I get it you know and so he's just a totally different guy at this point. We're in pretty good shape, you know, from an experience uh, standpoint, because Jack did start for a couple of years. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Reuben was having a really, really good camp uh, and kind of got a toe, so he missed a little bit of time. But he should be back this week. Lance Robinson was having a good camp, but then he got an ankle, and now he'll be back this week. So nobody really had a chance to take that spot over. Derek Bowman uh, has looked good, but he's splitting reps there and at center as well. Uh, So, um, you know, uh, happy with the bodies that we have there. I just don't know how that's going to play out. Probably whoever has the better we will start at right tackle and then just kind of rotate them and see who plays better
0: still some positions up for grabs on that offensive line for the University of Houston Cougars when it comes to Ruben Unadjie, who you heard Dana Horrison talk about, Lance Robinson at right guard, it seems to be solidified as the first unofficial depth chart by the Houston Cougars was released on Monday ahead of Dana speaking to reporters in which, like Dana Horrison kind of mentioned, starting at left tackle is Patrick Paul. Um, at least first on the depth chart at left tackle is Patrick Paul. At first at left guard is Cameron Johnson. At center, Jack Freeman. And at at-right guard Tank Jenkins, and like you mentioned, still a little bit of decision-make at-right tackle when it comes to the receiver position, which Dan Orson has been high on during training camp in regards to uh, being able to surround Clayton Toon with as many skill weapons that he's had since he's probably been here. Obviously, of course, everyone knows about Nathaniel Tankdale and what he was able to accomplish in 2021, looking to build on that, potentially being able to solidify his resume so he could start playing on Sundays at the next level behind them there are a lot of weapons obviously of course uh, when you look at the depth chart the first unofficial depth chart joseph manjack is listed number one at the x receiver slot matthew golden similar another player that dana holgerson has been high on st- uh, number one at the z slot and Keyshawn carter another player sh- uh, shocker that dana holgerson has been high on selected number one at the y slot now another player that dana holgerson did mention who's not number one at the position at a position but is certainly number two at the x and that time, Brown Dana Horrison made sure to point out that he has had a good camp as well. Now, looking over at the other side of the ball when it comes to the defensive backfield, obviously the story uh, heading into the training camp and into the season has been the losses of Marcus Jones and Damarian Williams and how the Houston Cougars are going to be able to replace those two players. Now, it'll be interesting to see what um, a, a pretty big shoes to fill when you lose those, but Dana Horson and Doug Belk and anyone associated with the defense have been spoken really highly of the defensive backs to be able to step in, especially when it comes to Alex Hogan and, and Jabarius Owens and being able to step in and be playmakers at that position. So it'll be interesting to see Art Green, another name to watch in the backfield. Here's Dana Horson talking a little bit about exactly both receivers and the defensive backs and what he expects to see from them ahead of the uh, season opener against UTSA.
1: Yeah, uh we've we've uh we've played a lot of bodies there, you know. I don't know if we have our Art Green and and uh you know the backups, you know, you know, the the guys that stepped in last year when you started moving people around. You know, Jace is a guy that we can move around a good beat, but you know, Alex Hogan is back this week. He's been down with with a couple of hamstrings, but you know, our starting five in the secondary have a ton of experience you know who those next five are that's kind of the i mean we got a lot of bodies to choose from uh we just really don't know who those are yet yeah it's amazing what a year does for that room so um, you know sam brown's look good as well um you know we got we got we got some bodies to choose from you know where last year we were kind of piecing that thing together with uh, a lot of 11 12 personnel and not having a whole lot of depth at receiver, um, I think we're a pretty solid two deep right now at receiver. Um, you know what that ends up looking like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we're still, we're still wanting to be a run first team. You know, I have been for about a decade now. I mean, you know, there's a number of reasons for that. I can control the game that helps our defense. You know, we were sixth in the nation last year in time of possession. You know, that that helps. Um, So we still want to control the ball. We still want to run the ball. Just because we don't have McCaskill doesn't mean we're not going to try to run the ball, you know? So Tazon Henry has had a fantastic uh, camp. He looks different than he has since he's been here. Uh, He's in good shape as he's been. Uh, Brandon Campbell's looked good. Um, You know, Stacey Snead has looked pretty good too. Keelan Walker's healthy. So we got some guys that we can put back there. Hopefully we can... uh, you know, get the run game going, control the ball a little bit, and um, that's just kind of how we've been playing for a while. Then, is it a matter of how the
0: Regarding John Henry, like you heard Dana Horson at the end of the clip, a lot of expectations for him to be as running back one for the Cougars, obviously, of course, following the injury that is expected to sideline uh, Alton McCaskill, who had a big year in 2021 for the entire 2022 season. Uh, Henry has been spoken highly of by Dana Horson, especially when it comes to maturity. He's another player similar to Clayton Toon, who's going to be entering his fifth year in college football, spent a good portion of that with Texas Tech. He's been here a couple of seasons with the Cougars, and especially after the 2021 season where he played behind the casco was able to make a lot of significant plays for Houston in 2021. Now that load is expected to carry. Dana Hollison made sure that to note that the Cougars are going to be looking to not overtack overtask him. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Dana made sure to point out that one of the goals for this team is going to be to not to overwork uh Tejon Henry ahead of throughout the 2022 season. <clears throat> Three, two one. Dana made sure to point out to reporters that one of the goals for the Cougars is going to be to make sure that uh, Tejon Henry is not overworked throughout the 2022 season. And he made sure to point out, like you mentioned in that clip, Brandon Campbell, one of the key pieces um, to be able to split reps in the backfield, but also a lot of the players behind them that they've been highly of. Uh, and good reminder, if you'd like to hear more about what Dana Hoagerson had to say, during his availability, be sure to check it out as you see it above. Uh, convenient, right? Your one-stop shop here at the Control Room. And a reminder that the University of Houston and UTSA will kick off at 2.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. For those of you not making a trip to San Antonio, uh, as of now on August 29th, I am recording this. The Houston Cougars are four and a half point favorites. And the over-under for both teams is 59 and a half It'll be interesting to see in which direction that moves when it comes to the spread as game day approaches. Another good time to remind you that the unofficial postgame show of the Houston Cougars Let's Rage Cougs returns after a successful NCAA tournament run. We will be live via the Houston Rambar Review YouTube channel uh, approximately 10 to 15 minutes following the conclusion of UHUTSA. And that on that note, I will sign off. Thank you for being a part of the inaugural PSJ in 10. And I'll leave you with the Let's Rage Cougs commercial. Once again, that'll be 10 or 15 minutes following the UHUTSA utsa postgame show. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rage Coop. I think he had what, eight assists today. And Chris, joining us on the show, Chris Garner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Last two games, he's been great. The
1: only thing right, I'll tell you, he'll be great again.